In today's episode, we get to talk to Tracy Pleshcourt. She is a certified life and weight loss coach. And we're talking about how you take care of your body physically and mentally and how that completely makes a difference in your business life. This is a good one. I took a lot of notes. You're going to love it. Hey, biz sister. I'm glad you're here. It's Michelle, your business coach and brand strategist. And I'm a mom to five. I designed this podcast to help women build the business they feel called to create. I use simple strategies and practical lessons because, hey, you don't have time to waste. You've got a business to build. So let's get your pen and your paper and let's get to work. Hi, I'm Jade and I run a business called Holistic Hula with Jade Kulia, where I help women embrace the jiggle through hula dancing and find peace through many meditations so they can live their happiest, self-loving life. I've been in the Moneymakers Coaching Group since May of 2021. My favorite thing about being a moneymaker is the community of incredible business jugglers and the guidance that Michelle provides consistently. There is so much gold in her courses and coaching group. Are you ready for Michelle's random minute? How did Michelle make her first money? Taking care of neighbor dogs, driving tractors, cleaning apartment buildings, or selling snow cones? To find out the answer, listen all the way to the end. And you can follow me on Instagram at withjadecoolia or withjadecoolia.com. We'd love to have you join Moneymakers where you get business coaching from Michelle, access to all of her courses, and a community of women just like you and me. So now for the show, take it away, Michelle. Welcome, friends. I have a special guest with us today. Please, let's welcome Tracy Pleshcourt. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me. So Tracy has been a friend for a little bit. She did channels with us and she was a channel leader with me, which is what I used to do my coaching program on with Marco Polo. And so we've become friends and now I'm just excited that I get to interview her and you're going to learn a lot. So welcome, Tracy. Can you tell us a little bit about you and what your business is? You bet. So my company is called Self Made You. And I really kind of pride myself on bringing forth an education that most people have never been exposed to. And that's really education of you mentally, physically, emotionally, and metabolically. And that tends to attract women in particular who want to lose weight, want to balance out their hormones. And I'll just say, kind of give you the the short story is that ends up being the byproduct. You know, I tend to attract these lifelong learners that are very interested in learning more about how they're creating the results in their life. And I often hook them through my marketing, which some of these marketing techniques I've learned from you, but I tend to hook them with more of a weight loss promise. And what I always hear is, wow, I had no idea how much I was going to learn about myself and how to create intentionally results that I want that are far bigger than weight loss or balancing out your hormones or more energy or, you know, all the things that every woman wants. So I feel a little strategic on the side of marketing because I love that demographic of women my age in particular who want to lose weight, but they also would consider themselves a lifelong learner. And so I've really kind of packaged, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, my offer as this is a curriculum of you, 
And there is no finish line because there's always something more to learn. And so we really just kind of break down the curriculum into a mental, emotional, physical, and metabolic. And they all have equal importance, but I will say there is one component of that that's very foundational, and that is the mental and emotional management piece. And so a lot of my clients, they'll go through my six month program and they'll lose the weight and they'll learn how to maintain it. And then that's where it gets really fun. Like my deepest passion is to then show them how to take what they've learned to create the weight loss experience and apply it to professional growth or relationship growth or anything, anything that their little heart desires, they recognize that they now have the competency to create that for themselves. And it's no longer this, like, I have to go find something outside of me to create that. And so it's, it's so rewarding. It's like, I have definitely found my life's work and it's really cool. Yeah. And you just walked us through, I mean, you know, in my moneymaker method where we walk through like, Hey, what do you actually need to grow business? And it's like, okay, you have your why there it is. And you have that transformation and you know exactly who your audience is, which means you can speak directly to them. And so it's amazing, but I love hearing you talk about it because I know you're passionate about it. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about on Instagram a lot is my three before nine challenge. I'm like, Hey, you got to get up. You got to get ready. You got to move your body. You got to check in with God. And I think sometimes we forget that there is a physical piece to our business. Like if we're not taking care of our bodies Mm -hmm. then our business suffers, if we're not taking care of our mind and our emotions, then our business suffers. I know that's true, but I want to know from you, why is that true? And what changes have you seen as we get a little bit more control of our bodies and taking care of them? Yeah. So I'm a certified life and weight loss coach. And so I will fall on my sword saying that if you aren't understanding how your thoughts are generating the way you feel and therefore the way you're showing up and behaving and doing or not doing, therefore creating your experience, your results, then you are going to live on default and you're going to live always looking outside of you for the solutions. So that's the foundation to everything. But I will also say, I love your three before nine. And I think it's so interesting because people will say, well, what attracted you to the metabolic side of things? Yeah. And I personally believe that weight loss is directly related to hormone imbalance, specifically insulin. And so I'm all about monitoring my blood glucose, my ketones, So I have a strong metabolic health and that absolutely has an impact on how your day is going to unfold. Because if you've got high insulin levels, you're not going to be able to think clearly. You're not going to have energy levels that propel you, that get you to the evening time. You are not going to be able to have words coming to you quickly. There is such a direct link between how you physically feel and what's going on metabolically. And those behaviors are so easy to tweak. But if you don't understand how to modulate so that metabolically you're functioning at an optimal level, therefore getting great professional results, social results, on and on and on, then you're always just going to kind of live in that default mode. So yeah, I would say there are the things that you named for sure are so very important, but I think for people who 
want to take it a step further oh, yeah. diving into the metabolic, <laughs> diving into the metabolic side is a game changer. And I think your audience will start to hear more and more about that. I believe my program is on the forefront and I follow, and I'm the student of several doctors that are all about continuous glucose monitoring. So you're kind of closing the loop and you're really seeing not only what you're eating and how that's affecting your blood glucose, but even the environmental exposures, you know, stress, which we're all professional people who of course are going to experience stress throughout the day due to business challenges. And that can have a direct impact on your blood glucose. And so understanding how can you manage that? That's super beneficial. Okay. I have so many questions, but I'll try to ask only one at a time. So we want to know, tell us some things that we could do to manage our glucose better. I'm intrigued. Tell us. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's actually very simple. I believe that we are all biologically made up unique. So due to a lot of dynamics, one being your hormones, the second being your gut health, the third being toxicity, you are going to have different reactions to things in regards to your blood glucose, depending on what it is that you're eating and what you're exposed to. But if you just want some simple guidelines to kind of live your life from, I would say eating a low, as low as you can refined carbohydrate diet is so critically important because sugar and flour two refined substances, man-made substances are so toxic to our bodies, to our metabolism. And they have such dire effects, short and long-term, that that would be the most important place to start is to really limit your refined carbohydrates, get rid of the sugar and flour. And if you're somebody who would kind of consider yourself addicted <laughs> to that kind of lifestyle. And that quite honestly, that is our traditional American diet right there. It's made up of a ton of refined carbs, start to wean yourself off of it, take some baby steps and find alternatives. There's tons of alternatives. So I have very limited sugar in my diet, but I totally have a sweet tooth. So I have found lots of great alternatives for that. And it allows me to manage my blood glucose and my insulin spikes very, very well and not ever feel deprived. So that's number one. Number two, depending on what it is that you're looking to achieve, some people are looking to achieve weight loss. Some people are looking to achieve muscle mass. A lot of people who are recovering from surgeries would want to have a higher intake of protein. Those people who are wanting to maybe lose weight, you're going to want to have a moderate level of protein. And then thirdly, I would say, don't be afraid of good fats. We carry forward this belief that fat has made us fat. And that's simply not true. You want to do your homework and understand what are the right fats, the good for you fats. And that actually should be the highest percentage of what it is that you're eating on a day-to-day -day basis. So those would be my three recommendations outside of that. I would say making sure that you're hydrated, going above and beyond what you think you should be drinking, gamify it if you have to, <laughs> and then getting enough sleep. You know, I think that's very underrated as well. Making sure that you get, you're getting enough sleep, being a life and weight loss coach. People ask me a lot about exercise. I believe in exercise and all the benefits, but not necessarily as a tool to lose body fat. I actually love exercise 
for all of the other benefits. It strengthens all of your systems, your breathing system, and obviously your cardiovascular and your muscle system. So I like it for that reason. And I don't necessarily believe that it has to be a tool that you're utilizing to lose body fat. I think you can do that more through your daily protocols of what it is that you're eating. And then I'm a huge fan of fasting. And so we teach all of my clients exactly how to fast and how to recognize what the benefits are to you mentally, emotionally, physically, and metabolically. And there's lots of benefits to fasting. I know I brought you in to talk about business, but we have to go down this. I'm sorry. I love it. So you're the expert, right? You are an expert brand. And I have a lot of my business owners that are listening. They are trying to build this expert brand. And you mentioned staying on the forefront. What steps do you do to stay on the forefront of your industry, especially it's changing and, you know, you have new information and then how do you stay on the forefront and also not feel overwhelmed by all of it? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I will say that on my good days, (laughs) I might avoid or skirt overwhelm, but I'm human. So I'm going to feel overwhelmed. And I would say that that's really a story that feels very true for me. And I would ask everybody who's listening to recognize that when you're feeling overwhelmed, that you don't need to compound that overwhelm with stories like I shouldn't be feeling this way. I would challenge you to kind of normalize it. You're human. You're an entrepreneur. You're going to feel overwhelmed. And I'll just tell you that you're feeling overwhelmed because of a thought that you're having that's generating that feeling. And when you can make sense of it, you can neutralize it so much easier. When you can see why you're actually feeling that way, you'll get 75% of the relief that you're looking for just from having the awareness of why is that happening? So I have a complete framework that I teach my clients so that they understand it. They've now been educated. It's not only me talking to them, but they're actually experiencing it every single day. So yeah, I feel overwhelmed, but when I neutralize it and I know it's a normal emotion to experience, and I decide that I don't want to live my day feeling overwhelmed all day, every day. And I recognize I have control and that it's only stemming from a thought, like I have so much to do, or I'm confused, or I don't know how to do this, or I you know, God forbid, I'm comparing myself to somebody else, right? And I see that that's what's causing it. Then I feel, oh, okay, I can choose a different story, a different believable story. That's key. And that will generate a different feeling. And maybe that feeling is it's neutral. You know, I don't need to go from overwhelmed to hundred percent in control. I just want to move out of overwhelm so I can get closer to what it is that I'm trying to achieve. So my mix of coaching clients in a group dynamic, as well as on a one-on-one dynamic that happens on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I dedicate Fridays to my own ongoing learning. So because I'm a life coach and I'm a weight loss coach that requires me to stay on my game with especially metabolic science. It's super important to me. I'm not into the fad diets. I'm not into the shakes and the bars and anything outside of you. I want every one of my students to feel like they have control. And so I teach them how they can behave in a certain way that's going to get them 
the weight loss that they're looking for. And oh, by the way, you're going to actually live longer because you're improving your metabolic health. But that requires me to stay on the forefront. So I have my gurus, my influencers, my coaches that I study under. And most of that happens on Fridays. And then, you know, when I'm on the treadmill, I'm constantly listening to calls and podcasts and reading and listening to audibles and things like that. So at this point in time, I feel like I've got a nice balance of serving my clients and my community. I to have a podcast, all of that takes a lot of time. So I've just kind of worked out a nice balance of three days a week I'm coaching. And the other days are really kind of more personal and professional growth and learning for myself. And that feels really good, but I will say it's taken me time to get there. That was like the dream. And I'm just now kind of living that dream, which feels really good. It's important to note that you are on purpose, intentionally setting aside time for this. And also to understand that you bettering yourself and getting more educated and scheduling two days off. I mean, that is a lot, you know, if you think about it in your week, Mm-hmm. But that makes you more prepared to help and serve. And so whether you're an educator, you're an expert brand or not, there is some power in saying, you know what? Yes, I'm going to market my business for this. I'm going to run my business for this many days. But one day a week, I am going to really work on me and how I run my business. I think that's really, it's genius. Thank you. Yeah, it's taken time though. When I kind of wrote out that, what does my ideal career business look like? That was one of the ideals that I had where I would actually work three days a week and all other days was really just kind of improving on myself and I'm here, but to your point, it took a lot of intention. And so I, I made that decision. I was willing to feel all the feels all the way through that. It didn't mean that that perfectly played out. It was a lot of trial and error and modulating and I'm just now really kind of enjoying the fruits of that labor, but there was a lot of intention and I wasn't so tightly tethered to that, that it had to seamlessly work out. No, 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 no. I would say every goal you have, be willing to feel it all, be willing to feel the fails and just not make it mean something about your worth, actually make it mean that you're learning that's huge. That's huge. That's a propeller. A fail is only if you quit. Otherwise you're learning. And that's really, really an important awareness to have. Yeah. And you can start with a half hour of a week, right? Of your dedicated, and then you make it work. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's really smart. This episode is brought to you by my coaching group, Moneymakers. Are you feeling stuck in your business, wondering what that next step is? I get it. I've been there and I've helped hundreds of women business owners just like you. And you need to join Moneymakers. It's my group coaching program where you get access to courses, coaching, and community. With the courses, you get access to all of my courses. With our coaching, you we have two monthly Zoom calls where you get your questions answered. And then we have the best community around. It makes business a lot more fun and a lot more profitable. Just go to imichellegifford.com slash moneymakers to join today. I can't wait to see you in there. And now back to the show. So one of the things you've talked about is that I can overcome anything I want, right? But what are the actual steps to doing that? Because that seems like 
you know, I have people who are like, well, I want to grow on Instagram. I want to maybe lose weight as we're talking about. I want to make this amount of money in my business. I want to have this many clients, but we come up with a lot of <laughs> obstacles in our mind about it, right? Mm-hmm. Not enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have the enough knowledge. I don't have enough followers, blah, 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 blah right? So yeah. how do we actually overcome the things that we need to overcome to accomplish the goals we want to accomplish? Yeah, I would say the very first step is having an awareness of how you're creating what it is that you have right now. So it is always stemming from the story that you're telling yourself. And I like to give the visual of you have two parts of your brain. You have the primitive part of your brain God gave you to keep you safe, to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and be efficient. That's the primary job of your primitive brain. Here's the deal though. We're not in a lot of danger and our primitive brain is constantly offering us all sorts of thoughts in an effort to keep us safe. So when you have that awareness that, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day and majority of them are being created from our primitive brain. When you have that awareness, you can start to kind of unwind. Oh, okay. Well, that's the primitive brain thought that I don't really need to be reacting to that has me feeling so wound up. So it starts with awareness. And so I have this primitive brain, I call it solving the mind math. So you have the mind math of your primitive brain. You can see the architecture of what's being created and how and why. And then I have the prodigy brain. That's the other side of your brain. That's your prefrontal cortex. That's your decision-making part of your brain. And when you can turn the volume up on those thoughts that are being created intentionally with your prodigy brain, that's how you start creating any result that you want from your life. But it absolutely starts with making sense, being educated on how and why you're currently getting the results. That to me, is how you can start to really experience it. And you learn from experiences. You don't learn from words. Our brain is not meant to just be this vault. It has to process. And so if you have that awareness, you start to experience, okay, I see that. I have been living with this messaging that's been, whether it's weight loss messaging or it's building business messaging, that being an entrepreneur is the hardest profession to pick. Well, that is messaging that might not be serving you so well, because guess what your primitive brain is telling you? Everything has to be hard. And if it's not hard, something might not be right. So your brain wants to be right and it's going to make it really hard. So having that awareness and then turning up the volume to that prodigy brain so you can kind of poke holes in the thoughts that your primitive brain is offering. And if you get into that habit, you'll quickly recognize how often the primitive brain is offering you thoughts that are not true and that you've been reacting to those thoughts for years. So finding some of those million dollar thoughts, I work with a lot of professionals and I tell them create like this bank in your mind of million dollar thoughts. These are the thoughts, the intentional thoughts that drive feelings of confidence, of capability, of compassion for yourself, recognizing that you're human. Those are the feelings that are going to drive behaviors 
that create the results that you're looking for, or at least get you going in the right direction. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it feels hard. Maybe that's not true. Maybe it's just a thought. Yeah, but it's a thought. <laughs> but I have, I have noticed, I mean, the more I become aware of my responsibility in my thoughts and the more I'm able to say, oh, okay, that's not true. <laughs> Right. And so what do we do when we do recognize that that thought isn't true? Like, mm -hmm. okay, so now we know that maybe business isn't hard to grow on Instagram. Maybe mm -hmm. that's the thought we're thinking. It's hard yeah. to grow on Instagram. It's always changing. The algorithm is stealing followers from me. Okay. So those are all thoughts. I say, oh, that's just a thought. Then how do I turn that negative thought into something that will serve me? Yeah. Great question. So once you found the thought and I mean, kudos to you to identifying that thought. A lot of people can't do that. They have a very difficult time being objective when there's so many thoughts kind of going in their mind. So the very first step that I would ask you to consider is just taking five minutes every morning and getting your thoughts down on paper. This is not like a journaling. This is not a diary. This is like a brain dump, get the thoughts out of your head and onto paper. So you can be objective about them. So you can kind of see them in black and white. That's the first step. Then when you find that thought, like it's hard to grow on Instagram, pull that one out and really start to tease that apart. Like, okay, well, what would it look like if it wasn't hard? What's actually hard about it? Your brain is thinking that it's hard to grow on Instagram is a fact, right? You would fall on your sword when like, no, 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 no. It's true. I have tons and tons of evidence. Well, if that was true, that would be true for a hundred percent of the people who walk the face of this earth. And we all know that that's not the case. So it's not a true thought. It's just a thought that you're believing is true. So what else is believable that will actually make you feel something different? That's what we're trying to get at. So you can kind of tease it out by turning on that prodigy brain and asking yourself those questions. It's kind of like you're having this back and forth. I always say, we are not our thoughts. We are the watchers of our thoughts. So you kind of get to be this like little referee. You see what the primitive brain is saying. You want to turn down the volume, turn up the volume with the prodigy brain and start teasing it out. Like, well, what else could be true? What would it look like if it wasn't hard? How is it being hard right now? How is that actually perfect? For you? Great question to ask yourself, right? It doesn't have to be hard, but we're choosing to believe that it is. So what would it look like if it was easy? What yeah. could I do today to actually make it easy? I ask myself that question all the time. If I'm going into something that's maybe a little more challenging for me in particular, like paid advertising, I will <laughs> ask myself like, what could I do today to actually make this easy? Or what could I do today to make this fun? You know, if it's not enjoyable. We usually are like labeling it as bad, hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to go to fun. Like what's one thing I could do to actually make it fun and get your brain trying to solve that. Take the focus off of this thought. That's not even true that it's hard and get it focused on something else that you do believe. This is not storytelling time of making up unicorns and rainbow type stories. No, you want to find something that's actually believable about the same circumstance. And then switch Power. out the thoughts, right? Like replace yep. your- Yeah, thoughts. so going from like an unintentional, 
that's the other thing I guess to understand is that this primitive brain thinking is very unintentional. It's happening in the background. Often we're very unaware of it. So don't beat yourself up. Don't like layer on all this unnecessary suffering because you're having those thoughts. It's supposed to happen. There would be something wrong if your primitive brain wasn't giving you thought. <laughs> it's just, you don't need to be reacting to it. So have the wherewithal, but that's all that's happening. And then ask yourself, like, how else could I choose to think about Instagram? It's what else could I be doing? If I was doing something different, I would probably need to be feeling something different to drive that behavior. So then to feel something different, you have to intentionally be thinking differently. Like I'm not supposed to be the expert right now. I'm learning how to grow a business on Instagram for everybody who's listening right now. If that's, if Instagram is hard, try on the thought that I'm not supposed to be the expert. I'm actually supposed to be the expert in my trade, right? But I'm learning. How does that thought make you feel? I'm willing to bet that it's different than the thought that Instagram is hard, right? Yeah. And more productive, right? Because you can actually take action. Like if I know that I'm learning, then I can say, oh, okay. Then that gives me space to make mistakes. It gives me space to turn to an expert. It gives me space to try new things. Exactly. And, and I think that's one of the things that I've noticed with the thoughts that are not productive are the ones that don't make me productive. Right. Right. So like they are stopping my progression. They're stopping my creativity and not allowing me to grow or to change because they're so afraid. Those Mm -hmm. thoughts are so afraid that I'm going to make a mistake and I make one one mistake and then my whole business is over. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Your thoughts and feelings will either drive actions or they'll drive in actions. They'll keep you from doing things. They'll drive reactions, which often has a touch point on like areas outside of your business. It'll be like the way you're reacting to your family or the way you're reacting to your finances, right? So just have the understanding that your feelings are not just driving actions. They're driving inactions, reactions. They're driving kind of the vibe from which you do things, the tone from which you're doing things. They're driving a lot of negative self-talk or positive self-talk. So yeah, it's when I say awareness is number one, and that can be the place that you can just sit and kind of bask in for hours, if not days, it will change. It will change the trajectory of your future. Absolutely. Because when you have that awareness, you get 75% of the relief that you're looking for. So you say this works for Instagram weight loss. So what about my people who want to grow and they want to make more money? Are there things specifically that we could focus on with our thoughts and that could help us achieve those goals? Cause we have these financial goals and it can feel overwhelming. Like I know some of mine are like, they haven't made a thousand dollars their first month and yeah. that can feel so insurmountable to make it that much or to the $10,000 month or whatever. So yeah. what tips do you have on clearing out our money thoughts? Yeah, I would say, well, first get really specific on what it is that you want and get really specific on why. And there's no shame in wanting things. We spend our day really in desire. So we're constantly conjuring up new desires, which is a beautiful thing, but get really specific so that you can be more tangible with things. Like when you leave things vague, 
and abstract, it's very difficult to create from that. So be specific, I would say is your first step. And then ask yourself, like, how will I know when I've created this? I think that's a really good question to ask yourself. So if it's $100,000 in revenue, well, on uh, December 31st, 2022, I will see $100,000 in my bank account, right? That's how you, you know that you've specifically created that. So being able to quantify things is very helpful. And then I would say, start setting some benchmarks. And those benchmarks are not to be used against yourself. They're really to be used as ways to measure how far you've come. So this is very counterintuitive to every other goal setting process out there. Most people will set a benchmark so that they can, let's, you know, here's, well, I know podcasters can't see me, but <laughs> if you're on a spectrum, you know, from one to 10 and 10 is the ideal, it's kind of the benchmark that you're looking to achieve. That's the ideal. And let's just say that you're right smack dab in the middle. Most of us have been taught to measure ourselves against the ideal, how far we have yet to go. And I'll just tell you, that is the wrong way to be thinking about goal setting and producing and, and productivity. What you want to do is where you're at, if you're in the middle of that spectrum, you actually want the momentum of how far you have come that propels you forward. So it's always about measuring backwards. Amazing. So that way you're never starting at zero. You always have a propeller factor. But when you're measuring against the ideal, you tend to be thinking, I'm starting from scratch, right? So my answer to you is it always starts with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It does not matter what it is that you want to create. If it's something professional or if it's a relationship or it's weight loss, anything health and wellness related does not matter. The concepts are all the same and the foundation has to be with your thinking. So I've just given you the example, the way that I choose to think about productivity is in the context of how far I've come. And that's going to propel me into moving forward versus thinking about how far I have to go. Mm. So the foundation is thinking and that's, that <laughs> motivates me. So when I'm feeling motivated, guess how I show up? I show up really open-minded, like, all right, let's get to work. What is it that I need to learn? Who is it that I need to reach out to? What are the resources that I need? Versus if I'm measuring against how far I have to go, I'm probably starting off feeling very overwhelmed and I'm not going to be super open-minded. I'm going to be really shut down and I'm probably going to hide. Mm -hmm. And you're going to act out of lack instead of abundance of, oh my goodness, I just made $800. It's okay. You know that I didn't, but that is amazing. And then it doesn't still our joy, right? If we measure against our lack. So I love that. Um, I love that visual. And this has all been so good. And I love talking to women business owners who are doing really well in their very niche of what they're doing. And it's, it's amazing to see that in your business. So where can my audience find you? So my website is www.self-made, M-A-D-E, and then the letter U.com. And we have an app that helps you track the data 
of your weight loss journey. You can actually use it for anything that you want to create in your life. And I truly believe strongly on making decisions from data, not drama. So I'm a big advocate <laughs> for keeping data. I teach people how to collect data. And then we have an app that will really serve anybody well who understands the importance of making decisions from data and not drama. So yeah, you can take your first course for free on our app and you can sign up at the website. I love it. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so good. And friends, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, will you please share it with them and we'll see you next time. Are you ready for the answers to Michelle's random facts? Well, how did I make my first money, my first amount of money? How did I get paid the first time? (laughs) Taking care of neighbor's dogs, driving tractor, cleaning apartment buildings, or selling snow cones. I think I could do all of those. (laughs) They probably did at one point or another. But my first job was driving tractor. So I, I was eight years old, and we had to cut hay and haul hay. And I was on the haul hay and crew. (laughs) And so my dad, I was eight, so I didn't really know how to shift gears in the tractor. And so it'd be like five in the morning, the sun wasn't up, might've been earlier because the sun wasn't up in the summer because it got so hot that we had to do the hay in the morning and then at nighttime because driving and lifting and hauling hay in the middle of the day was the worst. And so we would get up super early and it would be dark and my dad would put me on the tractor. I was just a little (laughs) eight-year-old. He'd say, all right, just drive straight. (laughs) And then if I ever needed to shift gears, we would stop and he'd come shift gears for me and I'd keep on trucking. (laughs) And that was my first time that I got paid and I was pretty proud. You feel good after you, you know, you're eight years old and you're driving a tractor, pulling this huge load of hay behind you and your sisters and your brothers are like throwing hay bales on top. Anyway, it was a good way to make a living when you're eight. All right. I hope you enjoyed this random fun fact and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, would you mind sharing this with a friend? Also, make sure you're subscribed and leave a rating and review. All right, my friend, I'll see you next time.